Hey everyone, Tyler here. Real quick, before the beginning of the episode, I just want to let everyone know that Nick and I are both pretty stuffy and sick. So there's a lot of shitty background noise, but uh, thanks for sticking with us and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. You just pay money to be a wrestler? Is that what is that is that what it is? Recording in progress. Um, no, but that's it's a picture of a man with long hair and a denim jacket at a wrestling match, and he's holding up a sign that says "Pro Science, Pro Choice, Pro Wrestling." And like, I just like it. It's a vibe. A vibe, indeed. Man has his priorities in order. Well, just just as I was saying, I think it's uh, rather impressive that uh, Logan Paul always finds a way to get his hands into uh something else you know he's gonna be president since uh you know floyd mayweather uh ducked him on the pay he's uh selling himself to uh you know uh wwe wrestling that's funny i think it'd be funny if they let him fight a ufc in the ufc for one match Oh, uh, well, that's his brother, Jake, who's trying to do that. Is he? I don't think Logan has any interest whatsoever. I can't no say follow. I blame him, because he would get his fucking ass kicked. It's probably much harder to rig in a UFC match than it is a boxing match. Uh, it's way more physical, and there's a lot more... Uh, I shouldn't say it's more physical, but there's a lot more uh, freedom as you know, fighting style goes. You can use mm-hmm. your legs and knees and elbows and... No, it's not just fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. So, um, spring in Ohio has brought the plague down upon me. So, spring has sprung. Forgive me for sounding like shit and feeling like shit, but here I am again. Um, uh, so you got the COVID, huh? Yeah, no, I actually took a test this morning uh, just to be safe, but I already had it this year, so I figured I was fine. Yeah, I don't know if it works like that, but uh, I hope it does for your sake. Well, you know, with all these uh, sub-variants coming out every other week, it's uh, you never know what you're going to get these days. No, no you don't. It's, it's like a surprise. I'm actually uh, rather, well, I'm not shocked, but I'm actually, I guess I'm shocked in one regard and not in another I'm not shocked that China's locking itself down again. Oh, they are big locking down again. I'm not. Have surprised. you seen all the videos of people screaming? Yeah. Like there's yeah. like in drones flying by. It says, "Please stop screaming." Talk about dystopian. Like that's it. Shanghai is a predict is like is a dystopian city. Tell me I'm wrong. Pretty much. Um, but what I am surprised about is that they're actually. Um, allowing other people to know about it <laughs> i'm surprised they're not like no everything's fine no, i've been seeing a lot of it on tiktok which is extra surprising yeah, yeah. they aren't suppressing the shit out of that yeah they're uh, all about uh, censorship and uh you know even like um twitter users here recently have been exposing uh like pro-russian rhetoric on the chinese internet um bum, bum, bum. are you surprised that one no but are you surprised that's awesome. There's um, always one thing you can count on uh, communist uh, propaganda for, and that is to uh, feed the people of their nation all the bullshit. 
They and they do. They're good at it though. And they eat it because they really don't have a choice. It's like, oh, this is what's on the news, so I guess I'm watching this. Um, or this is what's on the internet, so I guess I'm reading this. They don't really I think they have like 30, 35 websites like they can access. It's crazy. That's actually hilarious. Um, well, I guess you might as well do the thing. Welcome everybody to the TJN show. It's uh just old Tyler and Nick here again. And uh we're we're coming at you with some some topics. We're gonna talk a little bit about John Oliver, blackmailing Congress, about this uh piece of shit subway shooter guy, and another piece of shit that um has the biggest freezer I've ever heard of. The biggest. Uh, it has to be industrial, right? I would say so. Yeah, for that amount of live things to go in there, alive and come out not alive. Let's just say he's a uh, got a lot of game stowed away in that freezer. That's so funny. Um, so we were talking a little bit. You didn't hear much about the John Oliver stuff, did you? I guess not. But I'm I don't, very interested. I don't have a great amount. I could not find like an explain like I'm five of it uh but from the gist of it is he's blackmailing congress right so uh the last time congress passed any kind of privacy act quickly was in the 80s it was a video protection act and that came because of a reporter went to a video rental store and asked to see the video rental records of a senator and they let him or yeah and they were like oh you can just do that well we better stop that so that they passed that. And now we have this problem with these data brokers, right? Where like we have, I mean, it's like the way he did it was he set up a targeted ad for people, men of the age of 45 within them five miles of DC. Um, on his show, he, you know, said some jokes like the ad was for divorce courts or Ted Cruz fan fiction. Um, so I'm not sure what the ad was actually targeted for. I imagine Viagra and hair loss pills. Um but um, yeah, you know, you know anyways, what happens when a uh, politician takes Viagra? I, I don't know, man. He's head. He gets shot from a book depository. No, no. When a politician takes Viagra, they get taller. Because <laughs> <laughs> <a funny laughs> they're all dicks. <laughs> they're dicks. Oh, got him. Uh, so basically, click on the ad was the permission for for the, it gave them permission to gather more data on these people. And these data brokers are scummy because there's no federal law that mandates they have to listen when you opt out because that's what you always hear. So you can opt out of sharing your data. You can opt out, but there's no oversight. There's nothing making them like they can say, yeah, well, you opt out and then still collect your data because there's no law that says they can't and we can't trust them not to. Right. But it's crazy what they have on us. Like, they just some common stuff that like anybody can get as because yeah. anybody can buy this data if you know where to look and what size to look on you can buy like you could go buy my data that they've collected and see everything that they know about me including my name my age my salary my marital status my sexuality my religion uh if i have a baby on the way if my parents just died recently like literally anything and everything that can be found through the internet they can have access to and they all store it and they categorize us into groups and then they that's target on, ads at us and that's on the white market i mean yeah that's, that's yeah that's, that's not even on the dark web bro or yeah behind um, any clearances or anything it's literally just if you know where to look usually so, stuff I mean, that's that dangerous. ends up on the dark web is like 
large batches of like uh, information that has been hacked uh, and mm-hmm. breached into like a secure database. And right. It's dumped on the dark web for money. So, um, um, yeah, the um, dual, um. the dual of. <laughs> So basically, he created his targeted ad, and then a bunch of them clicked on it, and they can confirm that at least five different senators clicked on it because of the IP address yeah. associated with the data they collected. And he went on his show, and he's like, "I have." He's like, "It'd be a shame if I if someone did that. Why would I do that? I already did it." And he had like a Manila envelope full of all their data. And basically, he said, uh, "I'm gonna need you guys to pass some kind of law saying I can't release this, or I'm going to release it." And uh, I don't know the logistics, but apparently everything he did from data acquisition to the act of blackmailing them was completely legal because of how he did it. So it's a, it's an amazing stunt, especially if it works. Fucking phenomenal. I love, I mean, politicians should be scared. They I should mean, be scared every day. One thing that those fuckers don't like is people pissing in their Cheerios. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a uh, decent amount of, um, well, let's just call it pushback from uh, a lot of individuals on that side of the table. But I guess time will tell. Honestly, all this uh, kind of reminds me of a, a recent TikToker that uh, I discovered just scrolling through the For You page. His name is, uh, his last name is Lesko. I don't remember his first name, but he has a website called uh, leskohelp.com com or dot org one or the other and uh this dude made his fortune he's a millionaire old older guy but back in the day he made his fortune on plagiarizing public information about uh like free money grants and stuff that the government gives out Uh and publishing it into like book format and then selling that information to so people funny. to access it's all publicly accessed information but he's already done the legwork and finding it for you and right. just telling you where to go to get it because most people would have to spend you know hours searching. hour hours searching the internet on you know where to go to get assistance for certain things and this guy literally made his fortune on just going out there finding it for himself and then selling it to people He's literally taking free public information that's just already there, but instead of you looking for it, he's already compiled it all and is just handing it to you for a commission. And that's fucking perfectly legal. He's not doing anything illegal whatsoever. I mean, you know, he's literally just taking information that already exists. It's free information. And he is conveniently putting it together for people and handing it to them for a cost so i think that was ingenious um now in his older age he spends most of his time making tiktoks on telling people how to not pay for that information he still does it he has a website uh, that website that i just uh, referred to where you can go and you'll never he's like you'll never pay more than 20 bucks for anything on my website but I'll tell you how to find this information for free on your own. Like, that's I'm not, awesome. I'm not right. going to charge you um, for helping you figure out how to find it, but I am going to charge you if you just want the raw data. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, kind of the same concept. Uh, this fella has more or less legally obtained data 
because he could on, uh, you know, public servants, if you will, and is now using it to hold them accountable for passing reasonable legislation on um, privacy. So I think that's a big a big win uh, as far as bringing awareness to it, but I don't know about, I think he's going to hit some brick walls as far as getting it uh, taken care of seriously. Right. But how dangerous is this amount of data just being accessible by anybody? Like imagine if you have a stalker or you're like a domestic violence survivor and you cut this person out of your life and they just go online and they can keep up with you just by paying, you know, 45 bucks to some shady website to get all the data they've collected on you. Unfortunately, it's just too late. Like the data is already out. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and, you know, unfortunately, like as noble as this cause is, um, we're we're well we're well past the point of no return on data dumping. Um, you know, public record accessing. Like you can go on to any precinct uh, or any municipality's uh, local websites and do record searches of anyone you know like you don't have to like know anything about them except their last name anyone with that last name is going to come up now obviously if you have a little bit more information like their first name their last name their date of birth that's all going to help you um, narrow down your search but at the end of the day so much information alone is public record Uh, I mean they used to make phone books these little things called phone books uh, which I think nowadays they still make them, but I think nowadays they're about a little less than an inch thick and about 90% of it is advertisements. Um, but I remember as a kid, we'd get the phone book delivered to the house and I'm, it was three inches thick. And I mean, it used to be had, a feat of strength to rip a phone book in half. Yeah, they used to be. Uh, which is actually not a feat of strength. It's actually a technique, but it does look pretty impressive either way. Okay. I think we've talked about this before. Have you ever heard of the Christian strongmen? I don't know what they're called, but have you ever seen those? It's like a bunch of raid roids bodybuilders that like go to churches and schools and do like feats of strength like that, ripping phone books, breaking cinder blocks with their hands, all this like pseudo martial arts and strength shit and saying that it's the power of the Lord that gives them yeah, it would like say like Leviticus three fifteen, and then rip a phone book in half. Yeah, well, unfortunately, um, that's just a maneuver of deceit, which is a sin. So they're actually working for the devil, but we won't get into that right now. We should. Um, we, we should sh- spend the rest of the episode. We should spend <laughs> the rest of the episode on this Easter Sunday. Let's just <laughs> defaminize fucking Christianity right here, right now. Let's do it uh no i'm not i'm not gonna do that tonight that's blasphemy everyone knows where i stand on church and at least anyone who listens uh and has listened to our previous episodes you should know by now where i stand on churches and um he loves it but every bit of it but uh as far as that goes um so yeah you used to get a phone book and you'd have a listing of every person in the counties you know address phone number name it's all public information uh but now it's on uh you know websites with paywalls um you know there's the white pages which has its own website but if you want to access it you have to subscribe um it's just like the newspaper if you want to read the newspaper you've got to you got a paywall on the internet now. It's not just free information anymore. Everyone wants money for other people's da- uh, data, 
but at the same time, they're not taking any serious means on protecting it. They're just taking your money. So wasn't the phone book a plot point in the, like the first Terminator movie? Maybe it was the second Terminator. Didn't he grab the phone book and just start killing every John Connor he could find in the phone book? I mean, sure, probably. I, I spent. Do remember? I, I don't. Yeah, that's, you're not a big Arnie fan. I mean, I saw Terminator Salvation. That was the uh, Christian Bale. Uh, I like Arnie. 2008, maybe 2009. I can't remember. It was a good movie. Um, funny fact, real quick. Side note: Christian Bale had a diva meltdown on that set. Um, got really fucking pissed off at one of the lighting uh, techs. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and it was on video. So, uh, yeah, he had to make like a public apology for that back in the day. But yeah, didn't Kurt, Tom Cruise do that recently too? I wouldn't surprise me. Tom I think Cruise he did that during COVID. Scientologist, after all. So am I. Yeah, I'm not rich enough to be a Scientologist. No, no one, no one, I'm too on poor. This, no one in this conversation is, buddy. And uh, I have this little thing called uh, common sense as well. It usually you know does right by me hey l ron hubbard was a g hey l ron hubbard was a really great science fiction author who convinced himself that he created a religion through his um creative writing so good on him i he, prefer the term flim flam man he, he was writing the book series mission earth and a you know, somewhere along that journey, he had this an epiphany. So it's he had, the Bible. He had a he had an epiphany and was like, "Oh my God, I'm writing a religion." This is I'm writing the Bible. This must oh be what God. Moses felt like. This came to me in a vision that must be true. I was tripping LSD when I wrote it. What is yeah? I miss never him. Never did never did anything wrong. I miss him. He didn't he didn't cause the offshoot of a million even more detrimental cults than scientology what is the what's the big one that came out i can't even remember the name it was like a like a self-help like almost like an advocate kind of thought it was an s you don't remember no this is no not me i uh steer clear of those folk Uh, no i've always wanted to be invited into a cult but i've never hung around the right people you gotta you gotta really uh i mean it's probably not very hard with the internet these days to find an actual cult but you gotta do a little bit of legwork to get there i just wanted to feel like i was good enough to be a part of something you know you know anyone who's asking you for money to be a part of their organization um usually can be uh traced back to as a cult um you know uh, not all cults are like Marilyn Man or Marilyn- <laughs> charles manson-esque um a lot of them are but uh <laughs> you know some of them just take your money uh you know evangelicals that's a cult that is undoubtedly covid19 i blow you away with the wind, with the of, wind god. of god that's great stuff i wish i wish i could be a pastor i wish i had a golden say whatever i, I wish i had a 10 foot golden globe on my stage that i don't have that'd be great my own TV channel, yeah. Here we are, getting back into religion. Shut up, Tyler. All right, so, yeah, this guy, uh, Noble Cause, I 
hope he can make some headway with it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of in a position where I think we're too far gone. Um, the NSA already knows everything about you that they want to know, and they're just going to continue to keep collecting that data. Um, and Google is going to continuous, uh, continue to listen to you even when you're not using your phone to make sure they're advertising uh, things that you talk about correctly uh, to your face. It so, is kind of convenient, though, isn't it? No, it's really not. It You've actually, never wanted to buy something and then had the ad just pop up? I've talked about buying something and then the ad pop up, and I'm like, I'm too broke to afford this. <laughs> Quit so, teasing me. So, yeah, it's really not even a thing. You say that out loud, and you start seeing ads from shady online loan companies. Oh, God, never Google alone ever, oh because God. that's all you're going 700% to see. 700% interest. Yeah, never do that. That's bad. It's bad news. Yeah, yeah. just ask your local crack dealer. You, for... can, you can borrow $300, but you're going to pay us back $3,000. So, Pretty much. Um, no, that's... that's, an, that's a, that's a very real example of I uh, at one point was trying to just borrow $300 during a uh, little rough patch. And uh, when I was looking over the repayment plan, it was like, you're borrowing this much money. After 12 months of payments, you'll have paid us back this much money. That was legit like three grand. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> No, thank you, says I. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, nah. Nah. You want to know who else said no thank you to specifically the races mixing? Uh, One particular subway shooter, right? Yes, yes. What a good subway. I don't want to say this dickhead's name because I kind of vibe with that whole stance where they want the notoriety, so, you know, don't give it to him. Even... No, it's just JJ who we're talking to right now specifically. Um, Hi, JJ. What's up, JJ? Um, so basically, in in uh, the Greater New York, the Big Apple, uh, I want to say it was four twelve was the date. This happened at the Thirty Sixth Street subway station in Brooklyn Sunset Park. But during the morning rush hour, a man entered the train, the end train, tossed in a smoke grenade, donned a gas mask, and let that thing eat. Ra-da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? So basically, he, you know, shot open fire with a handgun into the train onto the platform, injuring 16 people, putting five of them in critical condition. Um, took him 30 hours to catch the dude. And during the manhunt, he was just chilling a couple blocks away in some deli eating a sandwich. So that is kind of funny. Um, Literally just living his life. Yeah, he was fucking 62 years old. Uh, he's a black fellow. And he has dozens of video on, videos on YouTube of full of hateful and bigoted stuff. Uh, he felt that the whites and blacks shouldn't mix. And it's kind of like of an, like a hardcore separate but equal kind of stance. Um, he was really happy about the new Supreme Court justice. I don't want to butcher her name because I cannot pronounce it. Uh, but then he's like really happy that we have you know, a black woman in the Supreme Court. And then he found out he was she was married to a white man. So he posted a 20 minute video of him crying on YouTube. Real funny stuff. I, I remember uh, watching that video and he was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. She married a white man. How, how could you do this to us? Uh, this um, beautiful black sister has married the white devil. 
So, uh, you know, what's funny is at the scene, they found his credit card and they found a van he rented a, a Glock with three magazines, fireworks, gasoline, his gas mask, basically everything you need for a mass shooting. Yeah. Uh, the dude had addresses in New York and Philly. He rented the van in Philly, drove it to the subway station and did the deed. Uh, but like, it's kind of cool that, you know, we got a new flavor out here mixing up the thing. If I came to you and Nick and I was like, hey, there was a racially motivated shooting in a New York subway. What ethnicity was the shooter? Asian. Yeah, yeah they do all the shooting. No, you, mean, think, it, you think it was a you white got, dude. You got, the, you, you got the Yakuza hanging around there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so yeah, that's um, that was actually a point I was getting ready to make was uh see not all hap- whites are bad it happens <laughs> it happens no no not even that it's just <laughs> it's, it it doesn't really ever get called out uh that often but this just proves that uh racism is not just a white person problem it is a every culture and race problem it is a um ongoing problem uh for you know, uh, just literally everybody. And um, this is a pretty big example of a black man who was racist against white people. Now, does he have probably legitimate reasons to feel the way he does about white people? More than likely, given his age, he probably grew up through some gritty shit. I don't know his life story. What does that put him at? 60 years, 62. So what, the 60s? Is that right? Yeah, he was born. I don't know. He would have been born in... Um, if he's 62, yeah, he he would have been born in 1960. So um, my parents are the same age. My mom turned 62 next month, and my dad turned 62 in September. So he was either born very early and... Uh, 60 or late 59 regardless yeah Um, i mean he definitely experienced a more hateful america than today oh yeah i mean he grew up in uh one of uh one of the darkest uh moments in uh racial history uh as a small child um and didn't ever really get any easier from there i mean yeah by the 80s you had a you had a, a nice drop off and you know the segregation uh there was more um we were working towards more equality but uh everything was whitewashed um really up until this previous decade uh it wasn't until we started getting you know black politicians and athletes and even uh you know uh cops and all those sorts of things we started seeing a less marginalized market, but yeah, sorry, right. I, I have to cough like every 20 seconds right now. So I apologize. But um, anyways, <laughs> you know, he, he probably, uh, like I said, I don't know his life story, but he probably um, is the way he is for a reason and probably feels the way he does about white people for some valid reasons. For, yeah, I mean, agree. for for experiences that he had in his life, you know, sixty two years is a is not a short amount of time. So he's probably seen some shit and dealt with some shit. If I had imagined, uh, unfortunately, even kids today who are growing up in some of the most progressive um, 
you know, most inclusive era of our history. At least that's what we're striving to do. Um, still have to deal with that every single day. Because uh, at the end of the day, the uh, ethics of society do not always reflect the morals of people. Um, so unfortunately, you're still going to run into bad eggs and they're still going to treat you like shit and say things that, you know, they shouldn't say and they're going to do things to you that they shouldn't do, uh, regardless of how society, uh, you know, how, how uh, regardless of how far society has come ethically. So I'm not giving that away as an excuse. It's still wrong. It's still racially motivated. It's still evil and um, bad, you know. Uh, it's unfortunate, but this is just pr- proof that it's not just a white problem. It is an everyone problem. It's a class problem. That's why we're about to start the class war. So it wouldn't surprise me if in a few days or even weeks. I want to see the manifesto. I'm out there really dive into his YouTube channel. It yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if, you know, some radical right winged fuckers are going to come out and be like oh look now we need a whole white lives matter movement because a black man targeted us um well no you don't need to do that Uh, that's that's not necessary um i think everyone can agree that uh, life in general matters and i think one of the most confusing things for uh you know right-leaning white americans to understand about the black lives matter movement is that the movement in itself is not saying that other lives don't matter it is bringing specific attention. attention it is bringing yeah. yeah specific attention to the marginalized um black minority that has been uh targeted for uh now centuries uh for hate basically Uh, the entire life of the country 400 years of hate towards their skin color uh which they can't control that's literally side effect of where they came from isn't it funny that it literally is just how close you are to the equator like if you look at a line for skin pigmentation on the map it just gets darker as you go closer to the equator and lighter as you get farther away from it yeah that's literally that's why i said it just yeah you can't control where you came from and after eons of uh genetic coding and evolution uh the pigmentation has obviously stuck yeah it's uh it's unfortunate and uh i never like to hear about shootings because it always um it always brings the wrong amount of attention to uh, the issue at hand. So I mean, it's never good. Well, unless it's at a pedophile. Got I mean, had this been, and I'm not saying this to, you know, sound like a, you know, a extremist Republican, but because I'm not. But I think it it would be interesting had it been. Um, not a pistol, but like an AR-15. Mm-hmm. You, I, you know what? It would have been because the narrative is different there. But most mass shootings are committed with pistols because they're easier to obtain, easier to conceal. The ammo is cheaper. It's easier to carry more ammo for a pistol. They're, I mean, they're just 
they're all easier I to can, pick up and use. Yeah. All I can say is that this would have never happened in the great state of Ohio because now anyone over the age of 21 is a legal concealed carrying God given citizen. They are forced by the government to carry a gun. Yeah. So, no, I'm just kidding. One thing that's really interesting I've seen, though, and I, I don't, I want to do some more research and before I formulate a real opinion, but I feel like you hear a lot about the reasoning when it's a white mass shooter. When yeah. it's a white mass shooter and it's racially motivated, you you hear the details of their manifesto and such. Yeah. But with this guy, all I've seen from like the five or six different sources I've looked at are saying that his videos were hateful and bigoted. They didn't they didn't specify any of the the narrative that it's uh, you know reverse racism or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's the fact that he is specifically like whites and blacks shouldn't mix. And I just think that that's interesting that that is a detail that's being suppressed. Well. It doesn't do. Um, it doesn't help the narrative. It doesn't help the narrative that we've been on since George Floyd, and uh, it certainly doesn't do uh, BLM any favors either. Because I mean that. Do you think that's it, though? Do you? I don't. I don't know if. Well, if, you have to. You have to remember the main, the mainstream media is um, so caught up in wokeness and cancel culture, they're so afraid of it themselves that instead of trying to um, bring awareness to why it's ridiculous, um, they go right along with it and they actually fuel it. Uh, That's crazy. So when something goes against the grain of the narrative that the media is used to pushing, they don't know how they're, they're not programmed. Like, you know, they're physically not programmed <laughs> to report on a black man shooting people. Um, in a you know in this manner and not just a black man that has nothing to do with it it was a racially motivated black man shooting people and obviously was not targeting black people specifically but i believe asians and white people um is what i heard have you i mean <clears throat> that's one thing um that i have stumbled upon uh like I didn't know black people and Asian people have the same hateful relationship that black people and white people. And that to me is, uh, I don't know. It's just weird. It's interesting. I, I don't really know anything about it. Um, obviously. Cause I'm white. white yeah, and, um, just, from what I've gathered from researching around and, this. And I, I don't really even understand the hatred of black people and white people uh, other than the history of it. I, you know, I have, a lot of black friends i have black colleagues that i get along with and i have no issues with any of them um but it's one of those things where it's like i don't know where the history on that like comes that, into play exactly like like you can see ours on our on the map like on yeah, our historical. yeah it's we're reminded of it every chance we're given uh -huh. so yeah that's weird but you know it's probably just a uh if I had to guess, it's a cultural thing. Um, it seems to be. I don't. I don't know. Where I guess. Going um, yeah. I guess our Latino, uh, you know, neighbors to the south aren't really fond of black people either. So it's uh, and black people really aren't friends of our Latino neighbors. So I, I once again, mm -hmm. I, I don't know why. No one likes anybody. Yeah, it's just because you're different, and I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's wild, man. Racism is bad. That's what we're. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the moral of the story. But uh, yeah, truly unfortunate, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if this, you know, case gets cracked open any wider by um, mainstream media. But I highly doubt it will. No, you got uh, to this... go into the depths of the YouTube. This one's this one is gonna get swept under the rug and just written off as another tragedy. Public transportation should be off limits, in my opinion. If you want to make a statement, <laughs> go to the politicians or go to the big corporation. Public transportation. I mean, New York is an outlier because New York is heavy. Like everybody rides the subway. All classes of people in New York use public transportation because it's simply easier to get around. But like. Overall, in this country, public transportation is usually the house of the pork. You know what I mean? People who can yeah. afford to. So it's like, yeah. why? Why you got to attack the already disenfranchised? Why not? You know? Yeah. Well, the same with the ride and looting thing. It's like, why you got to attack the mom and pop business? It'd you know? be like someone. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it'd be like someone like opening fire on a group of data bus riders here in Delaware. Um, <laughs> The people who are riding the data bus are just everyday Joe Schmoes trying to get from point A to point B because they have no other means of doing so. Exactly. So, yeah, it's uh, at that point you have to bring in their, uh, you know, mental stability, which probably isn't all there if they're already considering opening fire on a group of innocent people on a bus. I mean, you have a good point. We're not dealing with the brightest people here, the sharpest. No, no. Critical thinking has, um, well, let's just say it's checked out. So, but at any rate, we uh, we shall move on. So, I just just don't do that. If you're listening and you're thinking about opening fire in a public area, talk to us it. first. We'll yeah, we'll just talk. Send us an email. We'll talk yeah. you out of it. Yeah um let's let's hit this little thing next the tom brady the ball winner has been bailed out the seller on the auction site voided the purchase because he retired 24 hours after uh the seller is still going to try and sell it but apparently for a lot less i mean obviously obviously it's going to go for a lot less but like it kind of sucks being that seller huh you're about to catch five hundred thousand dollar purchase and then Tom Brady fucks it up for you. Well, the only good news and the only silver lining out of this whole scenario, which, uh, you know, we discussed last week and we've discussed in prior episodes, even before that, is this man ha- won't be out any money now. So, yeah, yeah. And that's a big fucking chunk of change. I doubt anyone's spending their fucking life savings on this. If you can spend $500,000 on a ball, then you can blow $500,000, but still. The only meaningfulness to this ball now is that this was supposed to be Tom Brady's last touchdown pass ball um, and was so for 24 hours, but well, longer than that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's but still now, just the situation around so it. It's like the, now it's like the unretired ball. Right. So. I mean, it's still going to be worth more than your average game ball, I'd imagine. Yeah, just because Tom Brady touched it. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much air is in it. I wonder who got it. Like, I wonder, like, did the seller buy it from somebody else or is the seller the person who got it? And how do you secure something like that? I feel like you have to know people to, like, get memorabilia like that. At least get first dibs on it. Or, like, I guess maybe the NFL could 
probably sell it like licensed because they well it sounds it sounds like they just tossed it over to a uh a fan and well no they tossed it over to an auction house and the auction house took care of the uh, distribution of it did you know this is a little tidbit the nfl like there's like a strict list of rules to host the super bowl and you have to pay for the field to be returned for the super bowl and then the nfl gets to take the field with them when they're done so they can cut it up and sell it piece by piece. Yeah, so the, the yeah. city that hosts it has to pay with their taxpayer money to, for a new field that is then removed. So they effectively have to pay for two new fields to host the Super Bowl. Yep. That's fucking wild. Well, the, the catch is, is that they're also going to make a fuckload of money off of just the yeah. ticket sales alone. I don't know if you've ever looked into Super Bowl ticket prices, but the thousands nose, of dollars. But the nosebleeds are a thousand bucks just yeah. to start out. So I don't even want to know what the good seats cost. Let alone many, let alone a fucking box seat. All right. How many thousands of nosebleed seats are? You Too know many, what I mean? Many. Like how many thousands of thousands of dollar tickets are there? And then you know they have ad revenue and they've got all their sponsors and And then you have the city picking up all the the traffic from people flying in and locally. Yeah, I mean it's a it it's, is a yeah. it is a money pit for sure. But mm-hmm. I mean the uh, it's kind of like hosting the Olympics. You you're paying a handsome sum to reap a huge payday. You have to come out positive, right? Like it has to be way more. I mean, than... it, I mean, if you don't, I would think no one would want to do it. You have a very valid point. So that's just crazy to me. Maybe if I cared more about football and sports in general, that they'd be less crowded. I mean, we're talking about dudes who like kick the ball and get paid like half a mil a year. So you know, I could do that at right Cleveland. Now. At Cleveland Browns, um, you know, open tryouts. I'll kick a field goal for you uh, <laughs> if you want to pay me. Like I'll do it for twenty five grand a year. How about that? Just kidding. I want 70. <laughs> uh, but anyways. So, Nick, what's in your freezer right now? Well, let's see. We've got some mini tater tots. We have some waffles and maybe a bag of chicken. Do you have any maybe rabbits? No, no rabbits. Turtles? No, I have to say no turtles. Dogs. In, in fact, um, no, no dogs. How about any snakes, birds, or lizards? Uh, not on this side of the Mississippi. Well, good for you, Nick. You're not the Arizona man that was arrested for having 183 frozen animals found in his freezer at his home. Yeah. That's so, an absurd amount. Like, I feel like five is an absurd amount. So this guy... I don't know anything about this other than the fact that it is a thing. That it happened. That that is what, yeah. So um, he was charged with 94 counts of animal cruelty after the authorities found approximately 100. Now, we, we named some of them, you know, uh, dogs, cats, turtles, lizards, birds, snakes, mice, rats, and rabbits. Just to name a few of them. Um, and he got got because he's a bad business. Apparently... Uh, someone identified only as a woman uh she called the authorities to do a welfare check on snakes like she gave her snakes to her this man her neighbor to this man to breed her snakes for and then he disappeared and went no contact and she like was like where are my fucking snakes homie called the police to go check it out and the police found all those animals and they say that 
sadly, several of the animals appeared to be frozen alive due to their body position. Wow. Isn't that terrible? So, uh, I mean, I have to know. Was there a uh, general motive here? I mean, is this guy trying to taxidermy? Is this guy just collecting? Or is he just a poor sick man who doesn't know any better? Uh, They didn't release the motive yet because it's ongoing. Oh, please. That's the first thing I would want to know and want to tell people is like, hey, don't worry. He did this because he's actually going to sell all these animals on the black market. Um, now he, but he did admit to putting them in the freezer while they were still alive. Some of some of them. That's sad. Uh, did he hit any of them with a shovel first? Or? Uh, I would, you know, I would almost hope that's better. Yeah. Yeah. How wild is that, though? Like, I mean, it's not. What's the weirdest thing you've ever put in your? Like, mine is not weird. Like, we had like like flowers in there for a long time, but like that's like not weird or abnormal. I don't have a. I don't well, have I, guess... one, I don't have one for me personally, but my brother, uh, in his youth, uh, got really high and put his jack lantern in his freezer and named it from. That's funny. And when my dad came over a couple weeks later and opened up my brother's freezer to grab something out of it and saw the jack lantern. What the fuck? He was like, "Hey, are you good?" <laughs> Why is why why is who hurt you? Why is this still in, why is this in, hey why why is the jack lantern in your freezer? Are you saving that for next? So um, yeah, I that's guess, the that's the weirdest thing that I have ever um, heard guess, about being in a freezer that I'm closely related to. Breast milk. I mean, that's not weird at all, especially if you're a parent. But I can see how some people would think that's weird. Yeah, milk's kind of weird, but. I don't even. I don't even know you could freeze milk. I don't even know why you do that. Does that actually save it? I don't. Know. It's breast milk, but yeah, the booby milk. You can freeze it for up to a year. Ah, titty nectar. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. cool. All right, I can get behind. Yeah, I'm all about it. Good when you. Boob get a, juice. A, an ouchie to ice it. I'll tell you what is a struggle for formula-fed babies right now is this fucking Similac recall and shortage is causing a shortage across the board because anyone who is feeding their children the ridiculously overpriced Abbott Similac is now being reduced to buying the alternative uh, brands such as Parents Choice, which is what we buy because it's comparable to Similac, but it's like half the price. You pay like $38.99 for a big can of Similac, right? Mm -hmm. And then parents choice has an identical formulation you can hold the label side to side and literally identical and it's only 20 bucks 19.99 to be exact wow. um, so obviously it's a big cost savings especially when you're considering it's pretty much the same fucking shit just in a different label right um so it's been uh now there's a complete shortage across the board and uh yeah, feeding the kiddos these days is turning into a uh, Hunger Games movie. Have you heard of the baby formula bandit in Florida? Did you hear anything about that, Ruth? Uh, was that the um, stuff that was contaminated with some sort of... Bacteria? No, it was some guy who's hit the same Publix Mart four times the last two months stealing baby formula. 
And I was reading the article and I was like, who gives a fuck? The man needs to feed his kids. I was like, why is this worth a fucking article? Nah, dude, he's cutting coke. Oh, and and my me, if you're stealing baby formula and you're stealing a reasonable amount to feed kids, fuck it. You did I didn't see nothing. But apparently he was he eleven hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars worth of baby formula each time. Yeah. So he's either reselling it or cutting coke with it, which is not okay. He's from Florida. He's definitely cutting coke with. Isn't it? I mean, I guess yeah, Miami and all that. Yeah, Miami has nothing to do with it. The whole state of Florida is just cocaine. Is that true? Yeah, I just, I just, you know, the seventies Miami cocaine cowboys. I'm assuming it's also the same as it was. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's like what Miami is known for, but. Yeah, the whole state of Florida might as well just be made out of cocaine. Disney World is built on top of a cocaine plantation. Um, that's weird. Just kidding. I don't. That's just a joke. But yeah, I mean, I know, but I, like Florida and cocaine. I don't know why I never put two together. Two. Yeah, it's just you know. I, well, I think because cocaine comes from South America, and, and my job is not yeah. great. But I feel like it would Florida's come up. It would come place. up from Colombia, trickle through Cuba, and then you know, obviously, made it its way to Florida. And uh, you know, that's what the whole movie Scarface was about: was when Cuban refugees were coming in in the eighties and getting themselves all intertwined with the you know underworld and the cocaine um, uh, distribution and all that shit. So say hello, little friend. Did you ever play the Scarface game? Of course I did. That was such a good game. It was so much fun. I loved the circle button because that button was so, it was just designated to simply saying fuck you to anyone yeah. you wanted to say fuck you yeah. to. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, a, Scar, a Scarface game had to have a fuck you button. It did. Because they say the word fuck an obscene amount of times. At least 12. Way more than 12. It's like 60 something. Well, but I said at least. Yeah. That's the statement is correct. They're, yeah, <laughs> they don't say it less than twelve times. Exactly. Therefore, you're right. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I, honestly, I think it might even slipped into the hundreds. I can't remember how many. That's crazy. I had a special edition DVD of it when I was a teenager that actually had a uh, f bomb tallier. And like a, a uh, gun so sh- and, and a gunshot tallyer. The gunshot tally was kind of weak until the very end of the movie. Obviously, when they have the big that's uh, so funny. It's out. just sitting at like twenty five. Yeah, for, for pretty much the, the whole movie. movie, and then and the then very it end up to a thousand. Yeah, and then the very end, it's just like. <laughs> Meanwhile, the f bomb counter is just like ding like just consistently <laughs> ding 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 so yeah i know that that's really funny they said it at least a hundred sometimes maybe didn't the more. game start right at the end, but like instead of dying he survived and then you yeah so the, the game the game the game is kind of like a superficial uh sequel to the movie uh kind of a what if tony montana had not got his spinal cord uh lacerated by a shotgun yeah yeah it was fun and uh the whole premise was you start from square one again and work your way back up you know extract your revenge on sosa and get your drug empire back i liked the mansion customization because you could choose a layout that had a uh shark tank integrated into i think the stairs the famous oh yeah dual stairwell and in the middle 
there was a big fish tank and you could have sharks in there. That was fun. Um, that was also one of the ways they limited the map was the sharks. If you went too far out in the the shark would just eat. Yeah, no. So you would have to do, like, uh, eventually later on in the game, you'd start doing, like, uh, larger distribution runs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would require you to drive a boat to some remote island where people are outlaws and will shoot you if you look at them wrong. And that was the only like safe Cuba? way. Yeah, I think it was like a, it was like Cuba esque, but it wasn't yeah, Cuba. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was the vibe there. That's hilarious. I was a child, so I never. Um, I beat it once. I uh, played it all the way through on the PlayStation Two, and then uh, I picked it up and played it casually, you know, uh, right. a, a few more times. But it was, it, it didn't really, to me, it didn't have the replay value of like a standard open world game like gta it was more directional like it yeah was like- even though it was an open world game and you could just technically go anywhere and drive around and do whatever um you didn't really have a lot of options in the free roam play it was just kind of worlds have evolved so much between now and then though too oh yeah yeah i mean just even in the time between gta 5 has released and to today um open world games have well gta 5 was like revolutionary with their how lively yeah um one thing uh and obviously gta online exploded and became this colossus and got all of the developer attention because of how much money they were making from it right because everyone was buying fake money to spend it in gta online uh, which is obscene yeah so anyways but uh so there's obviously a lot there's a lot of like a lot of cool stuff that you can do in the on like the online game has become uh more than what i think it was ever originally envisioned to be um yeah, sure. it's definitely evolved into uh like a living breathing almost uh like secondary life that you Could can you imagine live. starting today like for the first time, just getting on trying to play that. I would call that a handicap. Yeah. Um, it's you're... no fun if you're not rich. Yeah, no. Uh, there's people who have been playing GTA Online since, since, day uh, since day one, and they're basically the supreme overlord of GTA Online, or whatever server they're on. Um, I actually jumped back into it last year for a little while, and that's when they were giving away. They're still giving away the free million dollars a month um, for your account, uh, as long as you're a PlayStation Plus member, obviously. Uh, that's the only way you can play online. But uh, And I did some cool stuff. Um, I started my own uh, drug operation. I like the biker. But it's one of those games where it's not fun without friends. That's just the thing. If you try and do any of it solo, it's pretty much impossible yeah yeah like if you have a shit ton of drugs to move you have five shipments right ideally you'd have five people to help you move it but if you're a solo person you're delivering you're delivering one going back picking it up back and forth and you're on a timer so if you don't deliver it all in the amount of time you need to you're missing out on money and secondary Anyone, and I mean anyone, can literally fuck you in the face while you're transporting those drugs because it tells them, it says, like, you get a timer for how long you're, like, incognito for, and then 
they just let everyone know that like hey hey this person's doing this right now you better go get him stop him from making his drug deal you know ruin his day (laughs) go greet them go go uh go do some gang shit to this guy have you heard about this new game coming out this is a video game podcast now called true or die chirac never heard of it it's it basically it is it's supposed to be like the i can't think of what it's called 5m for gta 5 on pc they're turning that into its own game it's going to be based in chicago so you can be a cop or a gangster you can do all these all the things you see on the 5m servers the 5m gameplay the modded gta gameplay is going into this base game based in iraq or iraq funny chicago <laughs> <laughs> it's just Chirac, <laughs> so it's yeah. yeah I got it looks pretty, it looks pretty dope. It looks yeah, it looks pretty fun. Yeah, a lot of people um got off on on you know the whole the role play reverse role playing and all that with being a cop and doing routine traffic stops, and then obviously you're uh, interacting with a uh, not an NPC but a real player, so you have the option uh, to try and kill the cop that's stopping you uh most videos i've seen the cops usually win so yeah yeah they take it so seriously way too seriously well i've heard them like do actual like cop talk they have like they do codes and like like dispatch i have a code 11 on 99th street and blah 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 blah. uh you know suspect is going 95 and a 25 pulling him over now blah blah blah. yeah people play dispatch like people like don't even actively play the game they just sit there and take and dispatch calls in game that's so fucking wild like if it's your type of key, your your cup of tea, you go for it. it. Sounds like wild to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not judging anyone who finds a good time in that, but at the same time, like, I feel like you could be a little more interactive. If you're having fun, you ready for some? Am I the asshole? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the first one is: Am I the asshole for banning my sister-in-law from Easter party because of the stunt she pulled on our daughter's? My 40 female husband, 41 M, has a half sister. So she's not my favorite. My husband isn't crazy about her either. She's always involved in a different multi-level market. She quits every other job she has every month and asks us for money and has a new boyfriend every time we We all know one of those. Uh, our daughter's 13, has always been crazy about her, though. She's the fun aunt. There's been numerous times we've been upset with her. She said, did around our daughter. That was we found in her. But her 13th birthday takes the cake. This happened two weeks ago. Our daughter turned 13. Her in-law decided to do for her... What she wanted to do for her was to take her to the mall so she can buy her some clothes. She, no problem with all that. So, But the secret present is what my husband and I flipped over. Turns out she took her daughter to one of her friend's apartments who pierced her belly button. I found out when I found daughters disinfecting it a few days later. Her daughter has expressed wanting to do this and her dad and I, we firmly said no. My husband thinks it's trashy and I sort of agree. Maybe when she's a little older. That's really what she wants, but 13. Also, sister-in-law didn't take her to a place that does pure. She just had her friend do it. How do we know that her friend... How do we know that her friend is what she... How do we know her materials are clean, horribly disrespectful, and dangerous? And because of this, we're not allowing sister-in-law at our house for Easter. Our daughter's obsessed. Sister-in-law is raging at my husband. But at the end of the day, she took her daughter to do something that said no to and potentially put her in harm. We also aren't going to allow our daughter to go with her aunt that we the asshole. No. No. And that's someone who is all for piercings. I think piercings are whatever because 90%. Um, as long as you take it to a... You should definitely go to a piercing shop. Not not Claire's, but like a piercing shop to do it safely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the problem here is the fact that the parents. Well, yeah. So 
she couldn't have taken her to a piercing shop because she's not a legal guardian to give consent to pierce her. So I'm not a fan of getting pierced in someone's house or tattooed for that matter. Yeah. Well, I know people have done both and usually ended up regretting it. Now, um, I'm not, but I see, I've seen, I've seen good ones. I know there are people out there who take care of their clients and their equipment. I'm not saying it's inherently wrong. I'm saying there are, there are in-home professionals, right? There are in-home professionals who are just doing it as a side gig because they're good at it. I'm talking about the dude who was giving out tats and piercings and, fucking using needles and using fucking prison and thought he would have a come up when he got out and started doing it out of his fucking living room um yeah that's that's no bueno honestly honestly i identify with this a little too much uh at least with the whole sister-in-law ordeal that's so funny. i'm going to go ahead and highly defend the parents on this one yeah you gotta go with the parents uh, for sure, and it, it's just and also that how it got done, like going to someone's house, like they're valid there. Even though I disagree with their opinions on the whole piercings are trashy, and, but like regardless of that, she's only thirteen, yeah, and her parents are still allowed to make that call. Um, I mean, I was not making good decisions at thirteen. I was living trying to have sex, so like, well, you can't uh, compare your upbringing to everyone. <laughs> so, you know. I'm just saying, I my opinion, thirteen year olds don't make good decisions. Yeah, you're you're not wrong, uh, especially when they're left to make their own decisions. Exactly, so. but she wasn't left to make her own decisions. No. And she's <laughs> she was she was with a adult who made poor decisions well helped her make poor decisions with her really mm-hmm. enabled her to make poor decisions and supported her in that so this this just solidifies the whole fun aunt status though you know that right the fact uh, that like oh yeah i mean now that 13 year old is probably a devout follower of her <laughs> aunt until she's you know at an age where she can comprehend that oh that probably wasn't a good thing <laughs> you know <laughs> that's usually not until you get past your 21st birthday so that's unfortunate yeah the parents are gonna have a tough road with the daughter and uh that sister to be exact but uh yeah 100 percent with the parents on this one uh regardless of their opinion on some things they were entitled to that opinion what's important here is that the 13 year old daughter went and got her belly button pierced against their will at some stranger's house. I mean, for all they know, that stranger could have stabbed her in the fucking face and they'd never see her again. So, Or if God forget it gets infected because of a dirty needle. Or even worse, you could get a fucking disease transmitted piercing needle. Yeah, now you have, now you have AIDS. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. All because you wanted your belly button. Um, no, but my opinion, like, piercing's close. As long as you're not stretching holes excessively get what you do not care yeah yeah i draw the line at certain body parts but that's only me personally because well, you sounds... can't legally get your genitals pierced including your nipples until you're 18 right yeah i mean if you go to someone's house i'm sure they'll pierce you under 18 but that's a whole nother level of fucked up yeah i'm 27 just got out of prison i'm gonna pierce the 16 year old girl's nipples today yeah now we're talking yeah. about a completely different crime <laughs> different levels so. <laughs> that's so funny no nah, but yeah i think piercing like pretty light on body mods tattoos are a little different just because they're permanent yeah tattoo isn't going to close up and disappear if uh-huh. you decide to get rid of it exactly. um you have to 
go through way more extreme measures to get rid of the essence of a tattoo, but the scar will always be there. So, yeah. And piercing scars are tiny. I mean, they're whatever gauge. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck. No, parents aren't the asshole. Uh, in my opinion, spoiler alert, this lady's, am I the asshole for sitting with my husband and his friends, although he told me he needed privacy. So my husband's very sociable. He, and his, he has many friends from different backgrounds. He, he, he hang out with a group of friends that consists of six to 12 guys. When we started dating, I used to tag along in all of his hangouts. But after we got married, he told me that I didn't need to be present for every hangout with his friends. Like not sit with him and his friends when they're having guy time playing or talking. I found this insulting because in a way I felt like I'm being excluded and unwelcome to be around. He said it's not like that, but just because we're a couple doesn't mean we have to be glued to him, especially since the guys would need some privacy. Not only this, but he requested that when he's having his guests over, I shouldn't treat them as my guests and sit with them uh, <clears throat> and sit with them oddly. And instead I, I asked that I, leave them alone and give them a space i told him it's unreasonable and unfair because i like sitting with his guests and besides none of his friends the other day i had a few friends over he had a few friends over there were two new guys and i greeted them and sat next to my husband while they talked he then started moving his eyebrow and clearing his throat constantly i asked if he needed anything and he said some water i brought him a glass of water and sat down he asked if i had something to do or and i said no sorry this is a wall of text it's not formatted correctly um he started asking if i had something to do and i said no there was a lot of silence and pauses in their conversation. My husband then took his phone out and texted me saying, can you give me and the guys some time alone? I read the text but ignored it and remained seated because I felt like they wanted to talk about something shady. Otherwise, why would they need me to? I sat through the entire visit until as soon as my husband shut the door, he unloaded on me saying, what the fuck? I decided it was a good idea to sit with his guests and refuse to take the hint and give them some privacy. I argued that it's my home too and therefore his, not his guests alone, but he said I was being unbearable and making his new guys feel uncomfortable. He said he already asked that I start giving them and his friends some alone time, but I reminded him that I didn't find this. Besides, why was he so upset about? I don't get it. Like, it's not like I was behaving inappropriately and his friends were being too. He said that he always gives me and my girlfriend's privacy, but I never asked him. He snapped saying I was being unbearable and rest of, am I the ass? I gotta go, yeah. What do you think? Like, I'm going to say I'm like 70, 30 torn, 70 asshole, 30 not. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. I feel like the husband probably approached it well. He was like, like, hey, can you just give us a little bit of privacy? Yeah. And if it, it wasn't it, so much a demand versus a, uh-huh. like yeah. a, an explanation, you know, not saying that you should always have to explain yourself, but I could see where she's like thinking that they're going to talk about something shady um, but this is this is a good comment top comment is you're the asshole he asked nicely you refuse he entered you refuse he flat out told you to leave you yes it's your house but you're making his friends uncomfortable and it's not re- unreasonable for him to spend time with them. why'd you automatically jump to they want to speak about something shady what if they're having relationship problems intimacy problems problem with their sexual health problems at work or maybe even sexual harassment at work of course they aren't going to chat in front of their friend's wife also space every couple needs some time with just their friends or be by themselves and then also the friends aren't are complaining to him they aren't going to say it to your face so i, I but at the that same was a time, good top comment i'm not gonna lie and that's where like most of my 70 percent lives mm-hmm. um the 30 percent is 30 percent for a reason um so one thing uh, part of something he didn't mention was uh I mean, how shady is he really going to be in his own house? Wouldn't you be a little more concerned if 
he wasn't hosting people over at the house and was taking them all you know meeting them all out at the bar exactly or, or somewhere that or some other location that you're not aware of like once they leave the house you don't necessarily know where they're like you don't know they're going where they say they're going unless exactly. you know you have that level of trust so wouldn't you be a little more like forgiving on the aspect of saying like okay well I mean, you're in our own house, so you obviously can't be talking about anything too serious. I'm uh-huh. still around. I could easily pop in and, you know, just check on you guys, like, you know, a little bit later. And, you know, obviously he's, you know, there's nothing crazy going on, but I, I do agree with pretty much everything that guy said in that comment. So kudos to him. Uh, I thought for, it was really good too. For being able to dissect it, you know, that that cleanly that was so clean i like um another thing is like and maybe it's just me like i'm pretty crude and vulgar right yeah i know people who listen to this are probably also crude and vulgar but like not everybody is so like while i know i can be as crude and vulgar as i want with my friends i don't know that or feel less comfortable being vulgar in front of their wives because what if they don't have the same sense of humor Right, yeah. And then you, you know I mean? now like, you're and then you become the asshole for making you know yourself a bad joke. Yeah, you know, looking like you know a dickhead in front of your husband's wife, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I uh, I live very much on the side of she is the asshole in the situation, but I, I you know I I, I I can I can identify and I guess in a way understand her. Um, her stance she just needs to uh be a little more open-minded about it definitely could compromise maybe yeah. hang out every other time or don't hang out the whole time hang out half the time or you yeah know like I mean. you know give you know give the guys some space you know let them do their thing and just because your husband doesn't you know do that to you you know don't ask him to do that doesn't matter he's giving you the common courtesy which is something you're not giving him in return. Yeah, I, I, I love I love these posts though. Reddit's a yeah, it is. Uh, it definitely serves its purpose. So. I don't like it for everything. Pornography. It's really terrible at memes. I usually go to 4chan for that. So, in fact, usually when a Reddit meme ends up in 4chan, someone will throw up a meme that says "Go back to Reddit, faggot." So that's usually how that pans out. Yeah. You got anything else? Uh, you know, I think we have in a very um swift amount of time covered some really great content yeah it was a kind of of short episode i think we're just past the hour mark you know we average about an hour 20 hour 30 together um but you know i think we were pretty well prepared for this episode so kudos to us topics and uh let's stay on it kept kept the banter to uh i mean in the uh you know, we did talk about a few things that weren't on the list, but that's part of the organic progression, so I'm happy with that. Oh, I love a good side tangent, though. Oh, yeah, they're always fun. But the thing um, is, the last couple episodes have been all side tangents. Oh, the whole episode was a tangent. Side tangent, yeah. the side tangent. The yeah. Side tangent. <laughs> hey, you know, you can live off of it for so long, but it was time to get organized, and here we yeah. are. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're good, and, um, you know, we'll have... Uh, We've got some some more interesting stuff in the pipeline that we're happy to bring to you all in the near future. Hopefully, um, we can resurrect Josh. This was going to be his resurrection episode uh, just in time for Easter Sunday, but unfortunately, uh, we hit a brick wall at the last minute, so 
we're going to inevitably keep trying. And uh, next week is episode 20. So we've got some uh, other things that we need to start taking into consideration in that regard. So stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to try to find ourselves a guest. We're going to do yeah. some uh, some vetting. Some pr- we will uh, see where we land. If nothing else, maybe we'll at least uh, just have Josh. Josh can be our guest next. That'd be cool. He could be a guest on his own podcast. How about that? <laughs> Not too many people can say that. I can't. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, send us some listeners. Which we still haven't received, so... No, not at all. Please, uh... That's okay, you know, we'll get Don't there. be shy. Don't be shy. It's okay. Bite. Nice guys, just send us an email. We won't sell your, your email on the dark web. Give us your data. <laughs> yeah, give us all your data so we can't sell it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, as always, farewell and have a